0: Zach Selman grew up in Norman, the son of a Sooner legend, and became a noted athletic administrator, primarily at OU. He's now the Mississippi State Athletic athletic Director in these wild times of college football, and he joins us today on the Barry Trammell Show. But before we get to Zach, we want to thank our sponsors. Next Generation Roofing, Weedman Lawn Service, FireLakeJobs.com, Oklahoma's Ford Dealers, Oklahoma's 988 Helpline and Two Fellas Moving. I like helping people move. It's one of my few talents, but I'm the oddball. And that's where Two Fellas, Two Fellas Moving comes in. Two Fellas offers free, no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years experience, they've pretty much moved it all, and their services don't end at moving. Need to do some more remodeling or spring cleaning? They have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. And we welcome in Zach Selman from Starkville, Mississippi. Zach, welcome to the show and what a week it's been. Aside from all the things happening in college athletics, your dad Dewey announced As the latest inductee into the College Football Hall of Fame, congrats to you, congrats to him, to the entire Selman family.
1: Oh, great to see you this morning, Barry. And, yeah, it's uh, been a great week and clearly so excited for my dad and uh, my uncles Lucius and Uncle Leroy. I know how excited Leroy would have been uh, for this. And, you know, I think talking to my dad, he understands it's such a uh, a big moment for him personally, but he knows that – you can't do this alone. And he's, I think this week has brought up so many emotions and feelings for him of all of his teammates. So it's been fun for me just to be a sponge on the wall and listen to him, uh, reminisce on the good times.
0: Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, of course, um, you've, uh, you've been in Starkville now, I don't know, six, seven months, maybe, um, a, li- a little bit longer. Yeah. A little bit longer um how is uh how's life in mississippi what how's the how's the adjustment to being an sec athletic director it's been great you
1: know uh, anytime you just abruptly move your family it's it's one thing if it's just an individual but you know bringing rachel and uh our got two daughters shane and riley you're always concerned about friends and school uh but they've been fantastic uh great community here that loves their mississippi state bulldogs we've got uh, great leadership with our president. So you, there's nothing more I could ask for. Uh, we've had a great time, and yet I think it'll be a year at the end of this month. Um, but it seems like we've been here a lot longer just because there's, uh, there's full days all the time, but it's fun and I'm really enjoying, we've got great colleagues in the SEC. Uh, so it's been a, a really good experience for our family.
0: Well, let's, um, let's get to maybe the most amazing thing I've heard about the Zach Selman experience. You had something happen to you that I've literally never heard of, uh, in, uh, in the athletic director world. Um, you hired Jeff Levy as the football coach and the fans were very excited so much, uh, that at some point, uh, they put you on their shoulders and paraded you around. Tell us how that happened. Tell us the, the circumstances that, that even the athle- athletic director gets the, gets the hero's welcome.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I had no clue that was going to happen, but Barry, it's one of those deals, and you get lifted up. One, uh, you feel really small, like, man, how could I get swept up that easy? And two, I was like, hey, put me down. <laughs> like I don't know, but it was it just our, our fan base and our student-athletes, a lot of our football team was there uh, that night when we arrived at the airport. They were excited. You know, I think for our student-athletes here, they've been through a lot of change over the last handful of years with the passing of Coach Leach, and then uh, Coach Arnett came in. Uh, now with Coach Levy, uh, so I think I'm most excited about some consistency and continuity for our student athletes to sell. But it was it was a special moment because our fan base was excited uh, and really excited about what Coach Levy's done so far and what he'll do here in the future.
0: Let's uh, take us back take us back to that decision to hire Jeff Levy. Uh, of course, you you uh, interacted with Jeff for uh, you know a good number of uh, about a year. As uh, when he was the OU offensive coordinator, you were on staff at at OU. What about Jeff Lebby attracted uh, attracted you to to think he's the next guy for Mississippi State?
1: Yeah, I think it first started just really studying, kind of been having some situational awareness here where we've had success, um, and you, you never uh, make decisions lightly, specifically in this role. And so when we we went through our process, talked to a, a variety of candidates, but really sat and said, okay with the seat that we're sitting in at Mississippi State, how can we be successful? And I was a religion major in undergrad, and you talk about BC and AD. Uh, when I Since I've got at Mississippi State, a lot of times we talk about the pre-DAC years and post-DAC. And so you look at this, the stats, how we were able to be successful um, in that era uh, with our players that we have, the recruiting. So we took all these elements into it from the empirical side and looked at what's the profile for us to be get successful. You know, I was so fortunate to be there at Oklahoma and, and Joe Stiglione let me kind of see how he operated his searches and build out his profiles. Um, and the same with Bubba Cunningham in North Carolina. So use some of the same principles and, and landed on a, on a profile that we were looking for. And that's just because of, again, the situational awareness of where we're at in the league. Uh, also taking into consideration um, the need for elite quarterback play, the, the, the need for uh, really good offensive uh, statistics for us here. So all those things, um, Coach Levy fit that profile. It wasn't one of the things that, you know, I knew that Coach Levy was the was the right fit right away. Um, but it was as we went through the process, uh, got more and more confident that Coach Levy was the right fit for us
0: is it, was some of that uh some of that research uh, centered on uh, Dan Mullen's success. Uh he was offensive coordinator at Florida, Mississippi State hired him away. He had an excellent run. So much so that Florida came uh calling back after him. Was was that sort of the model that that you uh, were looking at?
1: Yeah, I clearly looked at some of the the stats of coach Mullen uh, when he was the OC, um then to when he was the head coach here. Uh, looked at how he was able to be successful. I think that was definitely uh, some of the metrics we looked at for sure.
0: You uh, you're in a uh, a difficult environment in which to win, Zach. I mean, you're right there between LSU and and Alabama and Georgia and some of the, the most storied programs in America. Um, when I look at this part of the country, and you know this well, I mean we've got we've got schools in this part of the country that's face some of those issues and we've seen people like Oklahoma State and Kansas State really uh build up their programs into really good brands. Uh, Iowa State is sort of on that road itself now. Is is that what is that what uh, sort of the uh, the model is for uh for Mississippi State that uh, you can be successful even though you're in this in this uh, arena with all these uh all these heavyweights? Sure,
1: absolutely. And you got to I think for us we're in a, a really
0: fertile recruiting
1: area. And there's every SEC program is coming into the state of Mississippi to try to uh, get recruits to come out. And so for us, I think first and foremost, we've got to tell our story better at Mississippi State. Uh, And that's not in a braggadocious way, but we've got great people. We've got a uh, fantastic education. Um, We've got a fantastic fan base. We've got a pathway to professional athletics, regardless of what sport you're playing. So I think we've got to do a better job of, of telling our story. You know, for me, the perception Uh, that I had personally of Starkville, Mississippi, because I had never stepped foot here before we accepted this job, Uh, is totally different than the reality. You know, our families loved it. So I think we've, again, from the national perception, we've got to tell our story a little better. And all of that goes down to, uh, yeah, we understand we're in the the toughest conference in America. Tuscaloosa is an hour away. we got, you know, clearly Oxford, they're playing a lot of really good football at Ole Miss right now. So we got to make sure that we find our identity. And I think uh, there's a niche there for us. And that's kind of the pathway we've been going down of how can we, uh, again, tell our story better, uh, let all of this clearly start with the state of Mississippi, uh, the student athletes or the prospects that we have here that you can come to Mississippi State, get a great education, uh, and then play against the best. And I think from a a resource perspective, we've got the resources to be successful. Uh, We don't have all of the the resources per se of a uh an alabama georgia some of those so i think we've got to find what our niche is uh to be successful i know we're on the right path to do that
0: let's, uh, let's go back a little bit zach uh of course you were a highly successful football player on your uh on your own right you got into college athletics was this always the long-term goal become an athletic director at a uh at a power five school uh sec big 12 big 10 whatever it might be
1: you know, I, I don't think it, um, I guess the first seat of an athletics director probably was getting to spend time with Monkey Leroy when he was the AD at South Florida. Uh, I, I liked it, but I had no clue exactly what he did. I just knew that uh, when he was going to the office at South Florida, you'd see different athletes come up to him. And I, I remember the smile that he would put on Leroy's face. Uh, and I could see the smile on the student's face. I was like, that's a pretty cool job. And then I was able to get in uh, a volunteer at Oklahoma after undergrad and really liked it. And I think early on in my career, I said, hey, I definitely want to be an AD. And probably eight, nine years ago, I shifted about, I just want to make an impact on other people. And wherever the journey takes me, uh, the journey takes me. So I, I've always looked at it just continuing to do the work, continue to try to make an impact, never said like, hey, I just want to be a power five athletics director. For this, uh, we were in a great spot at, at Oklahoma, and it was a phone conversation with the president um here at mississippi state mark keenum and didn't talk anything really about athletics it was all about you know his life mission he's got a phd in agricultural economics and he does a lot of stuff all over the world to really help underprivileged people uh work on their food insecurities and be self-sustaining and i just really aligned with that mission you know some of the stuff that my family's done and and the work that my mom's done there in norman uh, and some of the stuff our family's done in West Africa. So that's a leader worth following. And so for me, it's always been about, not about a position, but it's about uh, how can you go make an impact on other people? And that's something that we found here at Mississippi State.
0: Of course, uh, many Oklahomans know your family well, and, and uh, some of them know the stories about about the humanitarian work. How, did, how were you shaped growing up in the, in the Dewey and Catherine Selman family? How did how did that shape you? I mean, I've known you not all your life, but a good chunk of your life. I met you I think you were 12 when I met you. I did that story on your three sisters playing basketball together at Norman High and uh of course followed your your uh, your life ever since. How did how did that shape you growing up in that house on South Berry Road? Oh, it shaped us you know all the
1: way. And you, it's almost like uh I don't know pottery if you will. You don't know you're being shaped, but you know we're so blessed to you know have two loving parents and uh you know everybody knows the most people know the the football football exploits that my dad and uncle's but you know what my mom did as far as you know food and shelter for friends and I remember having birthday parties uh, at the homeless shelter and that that helped shape me so much and and probably shaped me uh and my all of our my sisters that we didn't even know we were being shaped like that at the time but it's uh again as we've gotten older we're so thankful for one, the love that our parents gave to us, uh, the value of education that they pushed us to, and then clearly the always putting other people before yourself. I think it's invaluable and something that I know is is so deeply ingrained in not only myself, but all three of my older sisters now are adopted siblings as well.
0: You um, you mentioned earlier you'd never even been to Starkville, uh, Mississippi, um, been there almost a year now and getting getting adjusted was the transition the transition for you and your family fairly smooth was it smooth for mississippi state people getting to know you yeah i think it i mean it was smooth for us for sure um you know getting so
1: hospitable we're still living here on on campus we're building a house uh but so we're kind it's kind of like groundhog day never leave campus and it's such a loving community uh Rachel's got a great group of friends. Our daughters are great school. So that transition has been really good. And I think on the flip side with our, you know, our family loves relationships. We love to have relationships with the community. Um, and so we got when we got here, we we're right in the middle of a lot of sports season. Basketballs were going baseball season was going on. So we got to meet a lot of people in a short period of time. And I think you do feel that Southern hospitality here. So I think it's been um as we've made a lot of changes, there's been a lot of adjustments, but I think that's been a smooth of a transition and now we've got a pretty clear path forward of how we wanna uh continue to project Mississippi State athletics forward.
0: The Selman name packs a punch throughout college football, um less so in Mississippi than in Oklahoma, of course. Um but have you found that your last name still can open doors even in the state of Mississippi? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh
1: and not only the uh, the name and, and you know college football is such a a I don't know a big part of the life in in the southeastern conference you realize that and I think not only the the conference schools of people realize what other great programs and clearly what Coach Switzer Coach Fairbanks and everybody did at University of Oklahoma I think that translates and also just relationships you know one of the first uh, couple text messages I've got I got when it got announced about this job. One was from Marcus Dupree, who's, you know, from right up the road in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And one of the the next was from Archie Manning. And Archie's uh, in-laws have a store in Philadelphia, Mississippi, called Williams Brothers. And he was like, hey, go pick out a pair of boots on me. And so I knew Archie's Archie's bank account was better than mine. So I went and got a very nice pair of boots. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: That's great. That's great. All right, well, let's get to the news of the day. Uh, everybody in the SEC, everybody headed to the SEC, uh, got a big, uh, dose of news yesterday with Nick Saban's retirement. Uh, I know there was much celebration in places like Auburn, uh, and, uh, and Athens and, and Baton Rouge does just as, uh, you know, as a, uh, overseer of Mississippi state athletics, losing a Nick Saban, uh, will, you know, can't be good for the conference. However, it does give a sliver of hope to all these teams, whether you're Oklahoma, Texas, LSU, Georgia, Mississippi State, doesn't matter. It gives you a sliver of hope that, uh, you know, maybe Alabama comes back to earth a little bit uh, yeah. from what they've been doing the last 17 years. Sheesh, what a career that Nick has had. And
1: golly, this kind of sent shockwaves through all of college football. And, you know, for us being so close, you hear that, you're like, no way. Like, and partly because of just, you got to respect the, uh, the unbelievable job he did, how consistent Coach Shaven was there. But yeah, I think now everybody's like, well, what's going to happen? And clearly, with uh, uh, rules now, with uh, portals being open when coaches leave, I think now everybody's like, okay, well, how do you project out who's going where and what recruiting element aspects might come? But I think first and foremost, you got to just tip your cap and respect the job that Coach Shaven ha- has done. And, Tell you one thing that those are some big shoes to fill. So for whoever whoever uh, Alabama gets, that's a that's a, a weighty job to take. But no man, what a what a career Coach shaven has. And anytime you see that level of success for that long, you've got to show respect because it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably hard to win, and it's unbelievably hard to win and uh, sustain that success. It doesn't matter where you're at.
0: You you're taking over. You, you took over Mississippi State. At a uh, at a unique time in college athletics, uh, the NIL transformation, the transfer portal, a uh, lot of fear. A lot of people saying, "Hey, this is going to ruin college athletics." Uh, the rich will get richer. The opposite has actually been what we've seen so far. Is we've seen more parity in almost every conference, uh, football and basketball. And it's uh, to me, it's it it appears it might be spreading out the talent a little bit the ability for players to to move and market themselves. Uh, how do you see Mississippi State fitting into that landscape? Is, does, get this, does this give the Bulldogs and a lot of other people uh, a better chance?
1: I think so, for sure. And that's how we've looked at it here is uh, if, if you just try to go conspiracy theory or, hey, that all these changes coming from all different directions, you'll drive yourself crazy. But for us, it's been let's control what we can control. And now these are the rules of the game. Uh, So let's make sure we're the best at it that we can be. So it's really helped us as far as uh, trying to be forward thinking. And one of the first things we did was start, you know, an athlete services division. That was really not necessarily a a traditional student athlete development, but somewhere a a unit. And we hired a gentleman from the University of Arkansas to oversee it for us to really be uh, almost a a professional sports model of, hey, you can come here. These are the services you can have and then we'll, we'll stay with you for life. So really trying to think, okay, where's the, the future of college sports going, knowing that regardless of the changes, uh, college sports is still awesome. And at the core of what we do, we're still uh, providing educational opportunities. And it may look a little different, no different than I, uh, you know, online education wasn't a big thing when I was in school. Now, there's a lot of uh, institutions that are offering robust online education platforms. So for us, I think it's we know what the core of what we do is but now we've got to innovate at such a fast rate that we stay ahead of where the curve is and i think that's some of the things that we've got an advantage of mississippi state again also mixed with uh the recruiting footprint that we're that we're in to make sure that we uh get our message get our brand out early um and make sure that we know kids know when they come here we're not just going to have them here for a little bit of time but we'll commit to them for life wherever they're trying to go so I think it gives a lot of schools like Mississippi State uh, a great level playing field in this climate.
0: We, uh, you know, as, as we said, OU in Texas, July 1st, joined the SEC. Uh, how much are you looking forward to having the Sooners uh, in your conference? Is that going to be a strange feeling, competing against Oklahoma and, and all of Joe Stiglione's programs? Are you looking forward to it? How do you see the, the uh, relationship with OU, as uh, as the sooner's come into the SEC. Yeah,
1: it's it's weird uh for sure. You know, we played softball last year, uh coach Gasso brought her team out here and you know, our women's softball coaches uh Sam Ricketts who played softball at Oklahoma. Right. And so seeing coach Gasso, I get remember gave her a hug during the game. It was just weird because you got those relationships. <laughs> uh but it'll it'll be yeah, really weird I think at at first when you're you've been you know, alongside Joe for so many years to go against him and his programs. I know uh, for football, they're playing at Ole Miss next year. So we'll try to connect with him uh, when they're here. But one of the things, Barry, I've never been to a, a football game in Austin, Texas, and we're, we're playing at Austin this year. So I'm excited to see that. And that's one of the cool things about these venues. Um, it They're just electric with the tailgating, uh, with the fan support, the passion, the history of each program. And I've been a college football fan my entire life, so you've got to pay again respect of the great players that are at each of our institutions. So I'm I'm really excited about it all. I've got a couple diner spots uh, for Joe when he gets out here, but you know, and even the the SEC uh, spring meetings, it was a little weird. You know, you look around the room and you see Josh Heupel, and clearly you got a relationship with Josh Heupel and Coach Beamer, and all these all these uh, coach Mark Stoops who. You're very familiar with, and it's such a small fraternity of people, uh, but it's really cool as as you know as a college football fan and a fan of just college sports to be able to see so many great venues.
0: How do you how do you see SEC football changing with Sooners and Longhorns coming in? It seems like from Mississippi State standpoint, I just you know two more difficult programs to deal with. However. Uh, we've we've done away with divisions in the SEC. You're no longer in that loaded SEC West. Is that a pretty good trade off for the Bulldogs? Yeah, and I think you know clearly
1: adding two programs like Texas and Oklahoma in in all sports makes things tougher. Uh, I mean because they're the elite of the elite. I think for with the with addition of teams and with the the, the strength of all of our schedules, you've got to be okay to have the next game up mentality. And no difference than uh, our basketball win last night. We we beat uh, number five ranked Tennessee. Rewind a little bit, we lost on the road to an unranked South Carolina team. So you got to almost they say like have a defensive backs mentality. You got to forget the last play and get ready to go on to the next one because it's hard to go undefeated at anything at at this level. There's just so much depth as the playoffs are expanding. You've got a lot more games to play. Um, so there's all these different elements of it. You just got to be ready to continue. It's almost like a journey. If you look at it as a journey and a, or a marathon versus a sprint, I think you got a, a a chance. But that also comes with you've got to be okay, I think, with if you do take a loss early in the year, there's a lot more to play for. And I think that might be an adjustment for some fans, specifically that come from uh, programs that, you know, you're winning 11, 12 games a year. Of course, this
0: 2024 2024- College football season upcoming is uh, sort of a, a watershed year. Everything's changing, including the expanded playoff. Feel like uh, the the twelve team playoffs got to be good news for Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, anytime you ha- the bucket gets a little bit bigger, I think it's better for a lot of programs. And for us, we're really excited about it. You know, we've undergone um, a facilities master plan, and we're looking at that. We're not looking at it just for you know, hosting great competitions, you know, in conference, we're looking at it as hosting college football playoff games. And I think that's the mentality that we've shifted here. Uh, we feel like we've got all the talent. It's probably, you know, Barry, my junior year at Wake, we were picked last in the ACC and we went on to win the ACC. So I think I've always approached it as uh, that's the beautiful thing about sports At any given day, uh, if you believe in yourself, you have a chance to win. And I'm not saying that you can do that all the time. I think that's unrealistic, uh, but you got to prepare for that. And so we're really excited. We think uh, having an expanded playoff gives us a really good opportunity to get to a playoff and be able to uh, do some really good things, some special things that have never been done here before.
0: Well, uh, last question about the SEC. Eight-game schedule this year to be determined going forward. Where does Mississippi State come down on what kind of schedule model they prefer?
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of discussions about that. And I think, uh, for me and for us in favor of clearly whatever this, the SEC and Commissioner Sankey has done a great job keeping us in, in, uh, constant communication and constant guidance there. I've personally been in favor of, of going to a nine game comp schedule. I think that, uh, levels a lot of things out when we're going through with scheduling. But I also think it's good for our fan bases. Uh, if we have a, if we have a expanded playoff. I do think it's good for all of our fans to be able to see a lot of venues, more games, more parody. so really excited about the ongoing discussions and knowing uh, wherever we end up, it'll be really a really good thing that we do for college football.
0: Last question for uh, from me, Zach. Uh, when the name Zach Selman comes up in Oklahoma, uh, everybody smiles, everybody gets excited, uh, people think fondly of you. They also think you'll come back someday. I tell them, you know, he might replace Joe Castiglione, but it might be uh, 20 years from now. Joe C shows no signs of slowing down. Um, what are your thoughts about Oklahoma and your roots here and your affinity for the university where your, uh, your dad and your uncles made such a name for themselves? Where they have a, where they have a literal statue outside the, the stadium. What are your thoughts when you think about your roots in Norman, Oklahoma?
1: I think anybody, you always are very proud of, uh, you know, where you came from and growing up literally a mile and a half from OE's campus. You know, I remember uh, learning how to drive in the Lloyd Noble parking lot with Kellen Sampson and so many different, um, childhood memories. So you always got that special place in your heart and always got the utmost respect for, uh, Joe Harris and so many great people. Joe C clearly is a mentor of mine and, uh, I don't. I don't think Joe C is slowing down it, it either. I think what's great for the university is him continuing to lead. Uh, again, we've had such a great uh, opportunity to be there, and always be thankful for the way that it's prepared us to be at Mississippi State here. Uh, I've got too much on my on my plate to think about uh, dinner most days, so I haven't really thought of anything beyond that. Uh, but clearly, uh, you know, growing up there, OU's always got a really special place in my heart.
0: Well, Zach, we sure appreciate the time. I can tell you, um, relationship you've afforded me over the years has been a fantastic uh, blessing to me and getting to know your family the way I have over the decades has just been wonderful. And so uh, I appreciate uh, all that we've been through and I uh, look forward to the adventures to come. Absolutely, man. Barry, appreciate you. I know how much our family
1: uh, respects you and enjoys you and appreciates your friendship and thanks for everything you do for all all of college sports and sports in general
0: hey thanks a lot zach selman mississippi state athletic director remember you can now access us via the sellout crowd app just go to the app store and search sellout crowd and if this is your first time hearing or watching the barry trammell show be sure to subscribe on youtube or your favorite podcast app And if you like what you hear Please read a review. You can read me every day at barrytrammell.com, across social media, and on selloutcrowd.com. Talk to you next week.